Welcome to Lead On, a program where we talk about practical issues related to ministry leadership. I'm Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary. I've been a ministry leader for a long time. And so I enjoy talking about how to bring a practical perspective on the problems we face as pastors, ministry organizational leaders, and other leaders in churches and in uh, ministry contexts. Now, this is not really a Bible preaching program. It's more of an application program where we talk about how the principles of scripture and sound theology really inform our practice of ministry on a daily basis. Today, I'd like to talk about a common problem that leaders have to deal with, particularly in a social media driven world. I'd like to talk about the problem of being too quick to comment, to post, or to make statements that scatter across social media and cause more difficulty for you as a leader than contribute to the successful accomplishment of your mission. I'd like to talk today about the discipline of being slow to speak. Now, I borrow that phrase from James 1.19 in the New Testament, which says, My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Now, if everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, then leaders should be models of this kind of behavior. Now, perhaps another time on the show, we could talk about what it means to be quick to listen or slow to anger. But today I want to hone in on that one central phrase, slow to speak. Now, while James uses that phrase to describe how we should carefully measure our words, he's drawing and borrowing from ideas that are expressed really in multiple places throughout the book of Proverbs in the Bible. Let me give you some examples. In Proverbs 29.20, the Bible says, Do you see someone who speaks too soon? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Proverbs 21:23. The one who guards his mouth and tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Proverbs 12:18. There is one who speaks rashly like a piercing sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And then Proverbs 17:28. Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent, discerning when he seals his lips. Proverbs 17, 27, the one who has knowledge restrains his words, and one who keeps a cool head is a person of understanding. And then finally, Proverbs 10, 19, when words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. You can hear from all of these Proverbs a common theme that being slow to speak is an asset for a ministry leader. Now, slow to speak doesn't mean that you never speak up. It doesn't mean that you're reticent about taking a stand when a stand is clearly demanded. It doesn't mean that you're not forceful in your use of language in appropriate venues and in appropriate ways. But it does mean that you have the discipline of measuring your words. That you are, as the proverb says, someone who restrains what they say, who avoids speaking rashly who communicates even wisdom by your silence. Uh, you, you recognize that a person who says many words is leading themselves toward what the Proverbs call transgression or what we might simply call sin. And so we see from all of these phrasings something of what the Bible means when it says we're to be slow 
to speak. Now, this program is about application. It's about practicality. So let's talk about how we should apply this passage and these principles in our contemporary ministry setting. First of all, when I talk about venues for communicating and particularly for being slow to speak, let me give you three places. Number one, preaching and teaching. Be careful in what you say in public settings. Preaching and teaching are opportunities to say things rashly, to say things more uh, uh, in greater uh, emphasis than we really intended. Uh, there are places where we tend to use overstatement or embellishment. Be careful. Restrain yourself. Be slow to speak in preaching and teaching venues so that you say carefully what you intend to say and not more than that. Now, there's lots of ways you can help restrict yourself in this capacity, but thorough preparation is the key. I found over the years that uh, as I've had to make more consequential statements in more public settings, particularly delivering formal addresses or presenting position papers on certain issues, I have found myself manuscripting those much more than I did when I was preaching as a pastor in smaller churches or even in larger churches later on in my pastoral ministry. So what I'm simply saying is that <clears throat> as your leadership opportunities expand and your preaching and teaching becomes more and more public, you have to restrain yourself. Be slow to speak in those contexts. And then another one, which you might not think of, is the hallway conversations. You know, it's easy to say one thing in the meeting and then go out in the hallway and say something else, but your followers are always listening. And so what you say in the hallway, in the break room, over dinner, at lunch, what you say as an aside, riding in a vehicle with someone that you work with or someone that's a part of your church family, people pick up on those comments. And they see you sometimes even in those unguarded moments as saying what they, what, you, what they perceive that you really feel or you really mean, where in reality you might just be venting in the moment. But nevertheless, slow to speak, showing restraint, being careful in those contexts is essential. But the third area, and the one I really want to focus on today, is the use of social media. Social media has many good things about it. It, it allows us to stay in connection with many more people. It gives us uh, insight and little snippets of life about many more people than we could normally uh, know about. It gives us an opportunity to ourselves stay connected with people that we want to stay uh, in touch with us. It, it also allows for rapid information dissemination. Uh, for example, when there's an emergency or a disaster or a piece of crisis information that needs to get to a lot of people, that's a good way that it can happen. So there's a lot of positive about social media. And please, uh, I'm not a, a Luddite or a Neanderthal. I, I am not living in a past century or a past generation. I want to live in today's world and I want to use social media and I want to enjoy the benefits of it. But with those benefits also come some real negative aspects. And those negative aspects are often on display when we are not slow to speak on social media. When we fail to speak, uh, to show restraint, when we fail to guard our words, when we fail to limit our, uh, our expressions and that, so that we are only communicating that which we really believe, which we really know to be true, and which we really know needs to be communicated. When we fail at these points, the consequences can be immediate and they can be detrimental to who we are and what we're trying to accomplish. So I want to give you seven reasons to be slow to speak on social media. Now, again, 
I'm not saying that you should never speak or that you should never speak forcefully or that you should never uh, share uh, on a controversial subject. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just appealing to you on the counsel of Scripture to be slow to speak in this regard for these reasons. Number one, be slow to speak because your opinions do not establish facts. Now, this is a common thing on social media where people will put out an opinion and state it as if it's a fact. And they state it so strongly as if to make it a fact. I had an incident with a friend recently where he posted something that was a summation of a fact that he was absolutely certain of. But the reality is the situation he was describing was still very much in progress and there was still a lot of information that was unfolding and there was still a lot more to come into the public area or the public arena about this matter. But nevertheless, my friend couldn't wait. So he posted early and he posted strongly and he posted his opinion in such a way as to say, this is true. This is what happened. This is how it will all turn out. And I cringed when I read his social media postings because I thought he set himself up for a major loss of credibility if it doesn't turn out exactly as he's predicting. Be slow to speak, especially when you're trying to establish your opinion as fact. Those two things are simply not the same. Now, the second reason to be slow to speak is that you're not qualified to speak authoritatively on every subject. Now, most of us have opinions on a wide range of subjects. That's not wrong, and it's not even inappropriate, and it's absolutely normal. But what we have to be careful of is that we don't think that because we have opinions on a wide variety of subjects, that we're qualified to speak authoritatively on every subject. Now, because I work for a school, and I live in an academic context every day at work, I've learned how... Uh, powerful this principle is and how obvious it is so much of the time. We'll have someone at our school lecture or speak on a particular subject, and I'm often astounded that they're raising issues and offering suggestions to solution to those problems that I've never even thought about. My field is not Old Testament. My field is not ethics. And so when someone speaks from those areas, they often astound me as they speak authoritatively on their subjects and remind me how little I really know about the vast catalog of information that's available in our world today. So be slow to speak because you're not qualified to speak authoritatively on every subject. You are likely not an authority on the Supreme Court on the National Football League and on the best ice cream in your county. You're not likely an authority on all of those things. Now, while you may have an opinion about them, you don't necessarily have the authoritative final word. Be careful that you're slow to speak and that you don't project that your capacity to speak authoritatively extends to every subject. Now, here's a third reason. Be slow to speak because you do not have all the, uh, the information that other people have. I saw this illustrated so many times during my 10 years of serving as the chaplain for a Major League Baseball team. When I was working in that chaplain's role, I worked for the players, not necessarily so much for the team. And so because of that, players could share information with me and even the team could share information with me that was held in the strictest confidence. Now, 
I often knew information, for example, about players' personal lives that was affecting their public performance. And I would read on social media fans attacking a player for his failure to perform up to a certain level or up to a certain standard. And they all knew the reason why. Uh, They attributed it to the player's uh, too much nightlife or the player not taking care of themselves physically or the player not paying attention to coaching that was obviously pointing out the the, uh, mistakes they were making and the correctives that needed to be offered, on and on and on and on. As people were quick to speak and quick to announce the information uh, and the reason and the determination about why people were doing what they were doing, particularly in relationship to this professional sports team. But I had information that those people didn't have. For example, I remember when one player was going through a particularly rough time on the field and fans were being extremely critical and even in the stadium booing and that kind of thing and then posting on social media vicious attacks on their lack of effort and their lack of focus. I knew what was really going on. I knew that player's father was dying of cancer. And the player was completely distracted, spending every possible minute in contact with his family, trying to be involved in the decision-making related to the last days of his father's life, while at the same time being hundreds of miles away and responsible to show up and play baseball every day because that's his job. And just like from your job where you work, you only get certain days, uh, a number of days off for bereavement and a certain number of days off for sick leave, well... This may surprise you, but in their union contracts, professional athletes have the same restrictions. So this player couldn't just drop everything and go to be with his father. He had to stay and do his job. And yet, so many people were so quick to post condemnatory comments on social media about what was going on when really none of them knew what was actually happening. I could tell you story after story about that, knowing about players that were injured, players that were going through marital difficulty, players that were struggling with personal issues like I just described with this player's father, on and on and on I could go. People were posting on social media, attacking these players and having no clue what they were really talking about because, frankly, they just didn't have all the information that other people have. Be slow to speak because you don't have all the information that other people have. Here's another reason to be slow to speak. You may be embarrassed when the full facts are known. Now, fortunately, this happened to me when I was a younger pastor in a pretty small church, but something happened in our community, and I felt that it absolutely demanded a statement from a pulpit about what was going on and the moral standards that needed to be upheld and the the issues that needed to be addressed. And so I did that the following Sunday. Imagine my embarrassment when two days later the rest of the story came out in the newspaper about what was really going on with the situation. And it what made it, it publicly humiliated me and embarrassed me because I had taken such a stand on one side of an issue defending certain people in a situation. And when the full facts were revealed, I was embarrassed because of what I had said. I was embarrassed for the stand I had taken. I was embarrassed for the people that I had backed and that I had supported. I was embarrassed when the full facts were known. I learned from that experience to slow down a bit. When something's happening in public life, to let it play out a while, to make sure that we have the facts in hand 
And then if I do make a comment that I don't go beyond the facts that I know and don't go beyond expressing myself on those only. Well, here's another reason to be slow to speak. Number five, be slow to speak because you may change your mind over time and that may cause you to appear indecisive or compromising to your followers. Now, none of us want to be perceived as indecisive or compromising. And so we can't say one thing on a Monday and something else on a Wednesday and something else on a Friday, and then the following week flip around and say it all in opposite form. We can't do that. Our followers are counting on us to have uh, clear thinking and accurate communication, and then to rest in and stay with that position as we move along. Now, obviously, there are times when you have to admit that you made a mistake and back up and go a new direction, and your followers will allow that. In fact, they'll even applaud it. But that should happen rarely for ministry leaders. Most of the time, we need to get it right. And we'll get it right more of the time if we'll slow down a little bit and not rush to be the very first person to say something about every single issue. When we do that, we're setting ourselves up to be accused of being indecisive or compromising when we later change our minds or later go in another direction. So here's what I've said so far. Slow down. Restrain yourself. Comment, yes, but do it a little more slowly. Do it, that, do it more slowly because your opinions don't establish facts. You're, you're not qualified to speak authoritatively on every subject. You don't have all the information other people have. You may be embarrassed when the full facts are known, and you may even have to change your mind in public and appear indecisive or compromising because you did that. But there's at least a couple more reasons to be slow to speak. And one of those is, if you're not careful, you may disclose information you did not intend to disclose. This happened to me uh, recently. I was talking with someone about a particular problem in, in their ministry context, and they took me into their confidence and shared with me a number of issues about their pastor and the possibility that he might be leaving their church and going to another ministry organization. Now, this wasn't a scandalous type situation, but it was definitely a delicate one. The pastor was a crucial and vital leader, of course, in his present context, and the fact that he was going to step out of that and move on to another opportunity was going to put the church where he was leaving in a significant time of transition. And because of the uh, situation with COVID and because of some other factors in their community, this was going to put the church in really a precarious place of trying to uh, come to some crossroads type decisions about what their future was really going to be and what, uh, and what that meant for the long haul. Well, a few days after all of that conversation took place, I was in a different conversation with a ministry leader from that same area who happens to have some responsibility for supporting this church and for helping to resource it. And he asked me uh, if I had heard anything about how this particular church was doing and if I had any input about any suggestions I could make to him as he was a coach and a guide and a, and a counselor for this particular church and its pastor. Well, without uh, really even thinking, I said, man, I'm glad you asked that question, and I do have some input for you, and I almost started talking. I almost started spilling the information that I had, and I almost disclosed a lot of confidential information that they had entrusted to me, believing that they could 
trust me to hold it tightly, to work with them personally, and to walk them through what they were experiencing without letting others in the larger community in the area know what was happening. And I came up to within just a nanosecond of starting to lay out everything I knew and encouraging this person to intervene and assist as he could. And then I realized that is not appropriate. I'm about to disclose information that I do not intend to disclose, that I'm not permitted to disclose. And so I stopped, took a giant step back, reminded myself to be slow to speak, so that I will not disclose information that I did not intend to disclose or that I was not permitted to disclose in that situation. And then finally, one other reason to be slow to speak, and that is, if you speak up on everything, you're going to burn your relational and leadership influence on lesser issues rather than saving them for things that really matter. Let me say it again. If you speak too quickly on every single issue that comes up, you're burning through your relational capital and your communications capital, and you are wasting it on less significant issues rather than saving and using it on things that really matter. So you want to be careful that you only speak up and take a stand on and make strong pronouncements about issues that really do matter that are really essential to the fulfillment of your mission. A number of years ago, while I was still a pastor, I had a member who was the prosecuting attorney for our county. He had played college football as a fullback. Now, college football fullbacks and prosecuting attorneys are tenacious type people. They're bulldogs. Uh, They don't mind a fight. They don't mind taking a stand. They don't mind being confrontational. They don't mind bullying their way through and knocking over a few people on the way. So imagine my surprise when I finished preaching one particular Sunday and had made some really strong, over-the-top statements of opposition and of of, uh, taking a stand on a certain issue, that my friend, the prosecuting attorney, former fullback, came up to me and said, Uh, Just a moment in your office, please. We stepped in my office and he said, I understand you're passionate about many things, but this issue you've raised today, I just have a simple question. Is this a hill you're really willing to die on? Well, that was the first time anyone had ever asked me that question. Now I realize that's a common phrase used today, but that was the first time anyone had ever asked me that question. I'd assumed up until that point that everything deserved an equal, strong, forceful, quick response. And he was asking me if I was really willing to die on that hill. I said, well, I'll I'll think about that. Now, here's the embarrassing part of the story. I can't even remember what the issue was that I had taken such a forceful stand on that day. But I definitely remember the follow-up conversation because my friend helped me understand that I need to be careful with my words and save when I say something strong, definitive, forthright, and sometimes even controversial for those issues that really do matter. So, leaders, the Bible says be slow to speak, and the book of Proverbs outlines for us a number of ways that that's important and a number of contributions that makes to our leadership effectiveness. 
I've given you seven reasons today why you should be slow to speak. So restrain yourself. Yes, speak up. In preaching, in teaching, in hallway and other casual conversations, and certainly on social media, when it's appropriate, stand up, speak up. But when it's not, be slow to speak. Restrain yourself and see if God won't use your silence or your slowness for his good purposes. Hey, thank you for listening to the program today. Put this into practice as you lead on.